In Saori, your personality appears honestly on your woven fabric, so no two in the world are the same. In other words, there is no standard for evaluating good or bad. This is Shannon and Kristen, and we're better known as the Vogel Twins! Yay! Ah, for Mental Health Awareness Month, we decided to have a special guest yes. today. Welcome, Yukako Satone, founder of Loop of the Loom. She introduced the Japanese Sayori method that everyone can freely weave for self-expression, self-discovery, and self-healing. Through her practice of Sayori weaving, she originated it as a unique session called Mindful Zen Weaving. She has been giving experiences of meditative and aesthetic weaving to thousands of people from all over the world. Wow. I know. Thank you so much, Yukako, for being on today. I know. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here and share my story. We're just so excited to have you on and share your story. Mm -hmm. It's honestly incredible. I mean, we're going to get into it, obviously, but before we dive deep, can you just tell us what Sayori weaving is for people who don't know? And how did you get into it? Of course. From the word weaving, people imagine an ethnic craftsman who weaves a large carpet or a child who weaves yarn into a wooden frame that looks like a stringed instrument. To put it simply, sari is a contemporary weaving method that originated in Japan that uses a simple weaving loom with two-foot pedals. You don't have to learn traditional patterns or complex techniques. We have only a magic word that said, weave freely as you like. From five years old to 100 years old and over, Anyone can feel the same excitement and creativity fulfilled and open-minded within five minutes of weaving. Unlike most traditional weaving, which has a larger learning curve, Sari is an accessible way for anyone to express themselves. I love that. My first experience of Sari weaving was when I was still busy raising a child and had no time for myself. While I was staying in Japan for the summer vacation, My childhood friend gave me a gift of attending an instructor training course, hoping that it would become my new career. She offered to babysit my daughter and heavily encouraged me. I didn't have much expectation then. At first, I had a trial weaving session. I could choose as many yarns as I wanted to from the yarn shelf filled in the room. Vivid color cotton yarn, pastel color loopy yarn, glittery lamy yarn, luxury wool yarn, and fluffy wool fiber and fun-looking scrap yarn. When weaving them with excitement, the thread twisted or lumped out of the weave, and rather than the thread lined up straight, each time I wove, the thread showed different texture. It was as if I had returned to a childhood, and in an hour, I made a piece of cloth with full satisfaction. Since I became an adult, I never been so obsessed with anything other than my specialty. The first weaving experience made a great impact on me. That led me to aspire to this career. I bought a loom that day without hesitation and brought it back to the US. Wow, that's like honestly incredible. I know. Like it's just... It's, you know what I find so beautiful about this story in particular is how this was kind of a gift from your friend where yeah. you needed this so much during this moment in your life 
And this one incident of like, you know, taking you to the Sayori experience and realizing this was your calling in life. I know. We have a lot of different um, guests on our episodes where we kind of discuss about, I feel like there's a calling for certain people. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Sayori Weaving, it's something that was meant for you. And I love that about your journey into Sayori. I really honestly love too the philosophy of Sayori. You kind of mentioned earlier where it's weave freely as you like. I just Mm -hmm. think that's so cool because like you mentioned, there's a lot of different like weaving techniques and they're always like there's a certain technique to it where you have to kind of perfect and there's a huge learning curve that's true but with Sayori it's not like that at all Mm -hmm. it's you are like you kind of you come as you are and your weave is you as an extension of yourself which I think is really interesting and even something that you brought up as well that I like love is the fact that I felt like you mentioned about feeling like a child Mm -hmm. coming back into like sort of that inner child and kind of relearning that a little bit I feel like we tend to disconnect sometimes and not be able to do that. And I find myself even trying to today, like, you know, heal my inner child constantly. Yeah. So that was really great that Sayori was something that did that for you. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I agree with you. Yeah. And that kind of leads me actually to my next question. Can you walk me through the moment that you met Misao Jo and how her teachings of Sayori changed your career path? Yeah. After my first exciting weaving experience, there was a lecture. I moved to another room with 20 other participants where I sat in front of an 87 years old petite old woman. It was a fateful encounter with Misao Jo, the founder of Saori. She told all the participants, Every weave you made was amazing, very unique and interesting, expressed the sensitivities of each of you and every one of you. You have such a wonderful artistic sensitivity, but your school didn't teach you what you have. I want everyone to discover the sensitivities with Saori. With her strong voice, she talked about Saori weaving, which is a projection of human dignity as a philosophy, not from the aspect of crafts, and she continued. I wish everyone here to take the place of this old lady and spread all over the world the fact that sensitivity are something that everyone has. I love Aww. that! It was a moment when the words from Misao's speech resonated with me. Wow, what is this extraordinary weaving? I still remember my feelings at the time. I eagerly wanted to share my experience with as many as people as possible. Oh, yes. Yes. Most of the participants came from special needs facilities because Saori was a popular activity at the facility for people with disabilities at the time. Even so, I thought it was something that needed to spread more and while Misao was still speaking, I swore in my heart, I will bring it to America, thinking, who would do so if I don't? That's amazing. Only one woman had been challenging to turn the traditional world of weaving upside down since the 1970s. Wow. She did try to overturn the conventional stereotype by using a loom as a tool for self-awakening, not trying to transform the textile art field. I was fascinated that she had guided people. With a sense of mission, I would deliver it to others. 
So I started sorry in the oh, U.S. That's amazing. I can't I, even. I just have chills. Like, like we kind of mentioned earlier how it's like there's things that like was a calling for you. Like this yep. was such fate. Mm-hmm. The fact that you sat next to Misao Joe herself. I know. And was able to just experience, you know, her philosophy in person. It's just something that I feel like I, again, I mentioned before, I felt like it was just such fate for you. It was something mm-hmm. that you had to do. It's something you needed to share. And I love that your positive experience with weaving yourself, like with Misao Joe, is something you wanted to share with others, which I, I think know. is so gracious of you. And I'm grateful because we're in the United States. So yes. we're able to experience this ourselves, which I'm definitely excited to do at at some point for I sure know. i'm excited because we really want to um you know visit your studio ourselves oh, we can't wait. and you know experience zen weaving i think something that's so important and the reason why we want to have you on today is to not only share your story but to have people understand what sayori is and yeah. the fact that you got to meet the founder of sayori and that just like trickle down to what loop of the loom is today mm-hmm. is amazing and i think something that's like super important as well is the fact that not only did you bring this back to the United States? But the timing of it all. Yes. It's so important, which is, which we haven't talked about yet, but something that I was really so impressed by, by your story, is that you actually ended up coming back from, uh, about, I would say, what was it, about a month or so? Mm-hmm. Before your traumatic experience from the tragedy of 9-11. Uh, Yukako practiced Sayori weaving as a form of healing herself and understood a very early in her relationship with Sayori that this was something she would share with the United States and yeah. during this time. I brought the loom back to the U.S., but I went back to my business as a mother. Every time I passed by an open box of my loom, I was frustrated that I didn't have time to get started. Then about a month later, the historic tragedy happened. From my front door, I was watching an airplane crash into the World Trade Center in slow motion. Oh my God. That plane also made a hole in my heart and I became depressed with the disappear, emptiness, and trauma, leaving me blank for almost a year. I couldn't open the loom box even though the media was full of words about unity and rebuilding. When the day approached a year after, my fear increased. Finally, I opened the loom. Sorry was the only hope if it would help. I called out to my old neighbor's friend who had moved away. Let's get together and try sorry weaving. That's so cool. My generous friend opened her apartment for my first workshop. We hosted the gathering and hung a wall full of vibrant, powerful tapestries woven by people with disabilities in Japan. Displaying colorful yarns, I created a space where everyone can open their minds and have fun. Dozens of friends, family, and neighbors gathered one after another. No one talked about the tragedy. They were absorbed in the fun weaving and took their handmade works home for displaying. Everyone was very confident and proud of what they accomplished, and they were filled with positive energy. That's so sweet. And each one's wounded soul was comforted and warmly wrapped by the soft cross they wove. More than anything, their smiles and the words, thank you, saved me and directed my future. I discovered that Saori is a communicating art with positive energy. And then I carried the loom here or there to begin volunteering. Then in 2005, 
I open loop of the room to share my experience of sour weaving with more people. Yeah, it's wild to think like how like 9-11 is so far away, but at the same time, I remember like it was yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, like we were, we're New Yorkers. So I will say that like, you know, we were very young when it happened. But I really will not forget it. I remember being in like elementary school. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, it was it was just a, such a, a somber for everyone experience. Yes, I mean, yes. how could it not be? It was this horrendous terrorist attack, but it affected so many people. But the fact that your craft of Sayori helped so like has just eased some of the pain that was yeah. going on. Like it was kind of a nice distraction. It was it was something that really, you know, helped people, like healed them. Yes. You know? And I think that's so beautiful that those thank yous that you received was something that really triggered, you know, this whole beautiful excursion that was loop that is loop of the loom today yeah that's right and i think that's why we really wanted to bring you on and especially in today's episode because we're focusing the theme especially this month on mental health so when we discovered your amazing story we we're not only impressed by how your studio came to be but the philosophy of sayori this mindful method like differs from traditional weaving in that there are no mistakes Sayori sees that there is a beauty without intention, which I think is honestly an incredible message. Can you walk us through what our audience would experience if they were to visit your studio yeah. today? Sure. When you step into Loop of the Loom, soothing music and a rainbow palette of yarn wall invite you. Our studio Loop of the Loom is a place where everyone can discover themselves wow. by inviting wow. them to a non-creative journey with a Saori Loom. You work with the loom with your own rhythm, like a breathing and a pulsing. Your body moves naturally as if you are walking in another world. By focusing on the thread you put one after another, the color overflows from the warp and weft, and it bilaterally stimulates the brain. This concentration makes you feel more relaxed. Vibrant colors, soft texture, gentle wood sounds, smooth threads. Everything is your creation. Playing and exploring with unlimited yarns from over 500 colorful and natural materials. You will be surprised to see how amazing the weaving appeared after two hours from where it was opened from the loom. The hand weaving we offer is not only a one-of-a-kind experience in the studio, but you can also decorate the weave at home. 500 colors oh wow. my god you know i'm a crocheter uh so like i love going to like you know michael's or things like that and like seeing all the colored yarn but like i don't know if i've seen like 500 different like yarn colors that's overwhelming that is so overwhelming but, but like so cool but what's cool is that like you said like you can take this weave and decorate your home so it's like you have 500 colors to choose from i yeah. think you're gonna find something that really suits your home i know which honestly makes me so excited like, i like want to do this so yes. badly what would be like the next steps you would have to take after picking your yarn color all right we take you to a preset loom awaiting you mm -hmm. first we encourage you to choose your favorite yarn from the basket already worn on a stick called a bobbin oh, okay set it in a wooden boat shaped shadow that hold the bobbin and put both feet on the pedals just like teaching how to ride a bicycle <laughs> we'll teach you how to operate the loom in simple words when you step on one pedal, the tunnel of thread is opened. 
Passo shallow through the tunnel. Catching it when it comes out of the other side. Oh, okay. Step on another pedal. So that the first wave yarn is locked in the tunnel, the vertical warps. Then beat it toward you with a comb like beater. Now the second line. Pass the shadow through the tunnel of the warp. Catch the shadow, step on another pedal, and pull the beater toward you. The same operation is repeated. Within a minute, you will be weaving by yourself. It's very easy. As your session progresses, we will teach more basic techniques and be on hand to answer any questions and help anytime you need us. That honestly sounds like really just meditative mm-hmm. and nice because I feel like this nice like repetitive action, do you know what I mean? Which yeah. I think makes this sort of experience like really just like, you know, mindful. I don't know. Like I, it's I mean, it's called mindful zen I know, right? right? I mean, it's true. <laughs> As artists ourselves, I'm a really big believer that art is healing in so many different ways from painting, pottery, photography. Yeah. These different mediums are a conduit of our mental health. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I, honestly, yeah. And it is an artistic expression that gives us an insight to how we, you know, see ourselves or view the world, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that being said, though, I am a big advocate of finding creative ways to express yourself mm-hmm. in whatever form you are comfortable with. But one of the hardest things for me is picking a medium and trying to do it their way and not executing it the way yeah. I've envi- envisioned, you know, mm-hmm. which leads me like kind of frustrated with my skills. But with Sayori, the idea of beauty without intentions sounds absolutely liberating yeah honestly yeah i understand your feelings very well sorry respect accidental nature originally japanese art such as pottery and calligraphy has an aesthetic philosophy of accepting that flow of time the beauty in nature and the serendipity this is based on the buddhist idea that human beings exist in the same universe as all things without going against nature. With the Zen idea, Misaojo advocated that weaving should be a free art, taking it out of the stereotype of handicrafts that master patterns and techniques. Saori embraces our free weaving even if it has accidental yes. mistakes rather than imitating mass-produced cloth. It is a work full of humanity that cannot be made by machines. Sari accepts it as is and says, be yourself as you are. When launching the boat pushed by Sari who encourages us, we don't feel lonely on this weaving voyage. We can immerse ourselves in more of our favorite colors and enjoy our creative journey in more personal way. If the thread sticks out, it can become unexpected accents. Oh, that's so cute. Even with random warps or irregular salvage. It becomes a unique line with a human touch. You can try something new that only human can do, just like a baby playing with a new toy. Not being afraid of making mistakes means not being afraid to try. Painting, for example, isn't the same experience as a saori. I still remember the exhausted, surrendered feeling I had when yeah. I studied my graduation work on a large white canvas when I was in college, no one would see my process in layer of drafting or repainting. Only the final top code could sing by the word. 
By contrast, salary weaving can be woven continuously from a short length to 30 years, as long as a warp is on the loom. The plan will become an obstacle. That's, so true. That's why we discover ourselves changing in weaving without making a plan. This process exposes everything, including our mistakes, and gives us a sense of freedom that I couldn't get it in painting. We ask ourselves, what color do I like? What is the beautiful things in my mind? The simple self-dialogue leads us to choose colors and yarns easily. We are often surprised by what comes out expressed with yarns and textures. It is amazing. There is so much joy in weaving, the joy we make, the joy of creating form with our hands. Furthermore, weaving cannot be redone, so go forward more and more without looking back. This is a very positive action. No matter how you weave, this reflects yourself. You'll face yourself that you cannot help but love. Yes, I think that's literally why I was so drawn to Sayori and why I think we really wanted to focus this episode on Sayori itself is because I think it has so many lessons for us to learn. Yes. You know, like I think in life in general, it's like, you know, all you can do is continue to move forward. And I think mm -hmm. Sayori constantly teaches that lesson while you are creating these weaves, you know, because if you quote unquote mess up, it's not really messing up, you know, no. like you, the, what you kind of said, like they're kind of like these happy mistakes, you know, like I don't even call them mistakes, you know, they're these beautiful sort of patterns that turn into something else and something more beautiful. And granted, you can't undo this weave. You have to move forward, which I think is a beautiful thing about life itself. Yeah. And I feel like because there's really no technique or method, like we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. all levels can do this, which which yes. I think is the most beautiful part of Sayori, you know? One of Lupa Loom's mission, the Weaving in Action Project, is to introduce community weaving and to build an inclusive community for people with or without disabilities using this method. I believe what makes Sayori stand out is the fact that all levels are capable. That's Can true. you share with us uh, any standout moments that you've had being an instructor? Sure. By Misao Jo, Sayori has become a craft anyone can do. It's not just a philosophy I mentioned earlier, but also the unique weaving loom that made it possible. It's a minimal design with sturdy wood and metal. Attaching accessories for disability, the loom can be customized to weave for people who are wheelchair users, have difficulty moving their hands, or are visually impaired. No matter their disability, art is expressive for everyone. So if people can operate the loom by themselves, we don't interrupt them too much and let them weave as they like. Yes, Misao told us this way. On the other hand, those who have been educated to make a form tend to have limited themselves to express. When those students move in the same class with disabled people, their stereotypes were eliminated and led to the discovery of new weaving ways. I also learned that congenitally blind woman could feel the color from her palms. Wow. Some autistic people have a computer in their brain or have a high concentration, and they can express complicated pattern while self-taught. And they demonstrated outstanding talent by using amazing color combinations of yarns. That's so beautiful. The 10 years old child who came to my studio for the first time finished weaving in a blink of an eye 
and when I cut his piece off from the loom and I lifted up, I was so surprised. It was finished in symmetric design without any deviation. Oh my God. In other words, after weaving a certain length, weaving from there in exactly the same width as the thread used to as he remembered. Sari is a wonderful art form that erases the artificial barriers between human beings, teaches us true equality, and visualizes each dignity that each individual has within. Wow. Like, That's insane. No, I can't imagine, like, your reaction. I mean, you kind of already explained it, how this 10-year-old child does, like, a symmetrical design and like you already kind of prefaced earlier that like there is no real technique or like there right is... or wrong way to do it you can yeah. do however you want but this kid are you joking he's making patterns i know like, I, wow. I mean i strive for his excellence whenever we go yes, to do this absolutely but you know what's really cool about this like you mentioned is yeah. that everyone has like a different effect for it you know mm-hmm. like everyone has a different feeling for sayori and as an instructor, I'm sure you've had so many incidences like this, like including this 10-year-old child who really, who's really impacted you. Can you uh, elaborate more on why Siori weaving is such an important practice for people to participate in? Yeah. Sure. In conventional weaving and the traditional crafts, people first learn the basics from their teachers or masters. And as they improve, they become isolated and pursue high-level techniques while continuing the tradition. On the other hand, sari is something you explore yourself. You seek the expression while weaving to create something that only you can do. Today's social media is overflowing with woven works. The value of joy is completely different from what we obtain by imitating through the internet or from what we receive by discovering ideas by ourselves. In sari, your personality appears honestly on your woven fabric. So no two in the world are the same. In other words, there is no standard for evaluating good or bad. Weaving together in a group is one of our motto and a lot of fun. Being next to someone with a different individuality from yours can be very inspiring, learning and respecting each other. I started to loop of the loom not as a weaving school that teaches techniques, but as a place to inspire each other and enhance creativity. Loop of the Loom has stayed connected with many students since it was founded and has grown together as a community for weaving, making clothes, and sharing ideas. I love that. And I think that's like a huge reason why I love Sayori. Something that you brought up a little bit earlier, um, Yukako, was just actually talking about social media. Mm. You know, I think that's something that even I'm guilty of sometimes where like I'll look at like an artist or a photographer, whatever it may be, and be like wanting to aspire to be them, you know, rather than seeing the value in myself and understanding that like I'm a unique individual. And I think Sayori is something that can un- teach you those sort of things that social media has those kind negative of caused. thoughts yeah because i think that what sari does is kind of show you the beauty that you have within and like yes. showcasing these things that you know is just so beautiful and i i really just love the philosophy and again especially during this month of mental health awareness mm-hmm. i just find that it's such an important message to constantly remind yourself that you are enough and you are beautiful as the individual person that you are and every weave is unique like you cannot yeah. come out of this class without it being 
unique and different, you know? And I think that's something that's so beautiful that you've brought, Yukako. Oh, thank you. But something that I wanted to discuss as travelers, something that is really important to us is experiencing new cultures, whether it is through food, museums, or monuments. You offer crafting as a cultural experience that just breaks the language barrier and allows anyone to walk away with a deeper understanding of this Japanese tradition and how to be more mindful in their daily life. Can you explain how visiting remote villages in Japan to learn these traditional handicrafts elevated the experience for you. Sure. I have been holding a Japan textile tour since 2014. We travel throughout Japan with participants from the U.S. and other countries. We experience the Japanese traditional methods such as dyeing, weaving, and hand spinning from craftsmen or depopulated villagers who no longer have successors. Furthermore, we learned the Japanese in old times who were living in harmony with nature, spun plant fibers, dyed them with a fermented plant dye, and woven them into clothing to protect their bodies from the harsh environment. Through my experiential trips, the participant realized that traditional methods using local materials and natural chemical reactions have been passed down for hundreds and thousands of years because they make sense without harming the environment. Even if we cannot be their successors, we can be a witness to tell others about their culture. There are also advantages for craftsmen. By hosting and interacting with foreign visitors, there will be more confidence in their traditions and willing to carry them on. Recently, Japanese handicrafts became popular overseas because they are sustainable methods, and some traditional cultures have been revived successfully where we visited. At the end of the tour, the participants came to realize that they continue to wear mass-produced clothing every day without knowing their ancestors lived that way until only a hundred years ago and found a connection with their own ancestors who had unique handicraft in culture. Those are the important awareness from experiencing handicraft to make essentials by hand. It's been 20 years since Saori led me into the gateway to the world of handicrafts. Wow. And I'm so excited now to be in the midst of change in this era. Today, human profit greatly from the high speed and high level of human evolution with breakthroughs in technology. On the other hand, the importance of handicrafts, which every cell in the human body has been remembering through the continuation of tens of thousands of years of handwork, is being overlooked. The human brain makes it possible to overcome even the toughest tasks with joy. People have been able to continue with the painstaking spinning and weaving work, probably because the brain-pleasing mechanism has been built into our body from ancient times. Even if technology evolves so rapidly, human evolution cannot keep up so fast. For decades to come, I believe that the joy of handicraft will not disappear from the memory of our bodies. So in my studio, Younger generations come for weaving and dyeing than ever before. I'm convinced that humans are seeking to please their souls because it is an era dominated by technology. 
I hope that as many people as possible will feel invisible connections with nature and the ancient through the joy of weaving. I think that was an inspirational experience that touched the soul in my first Saori weaving class. Wow, I, I honestly think you have such an amazing point.、Yeah. I know personally, especially throughout this pandemic, to be totally honest,、mm-hmm. that I've kind of revisited what we kind of said earlier about revisiting your inner child,、yeah. finding a craft that really connects you back to nature. I kind of look back on my childhood, you know, revisiting the inner、yes. child in me. And a lot of those crafts were physical things, like、yeah. kind of stepping away from the digital world. I mean, that's my day to day. Like, I am a, a computer person. You yeah, know what I mean? So,、yeah. And not that I don't love it, but I think it's really important to revisit those basics, those classics、mm-hmm. of, you know, crafting. And I think what's beautiful about Sayori is exactly what you mentioned. I think people are seeking something like Sayori. I mean, this journey that we've talked to throughout, like what Sayori is, what Lupa Loom is, from. You know, meeting、uh, Misao Joe to、uh, sharing her philosophy throughout 9 11,、yep. to creating Loop of the Loom, you know, meeting such incredible individuals and seeing how each weave is so unique to the person and has and, impacted that person. Yeah. And it just strengthens what the philosophy of Sayori is. And I think that's what's so incredible about the experiences that you've had as an instructor, but the people who walk away from Loop of、yeah. the Loom, which is it's something so unique that's like, Kind of honestly immeasurable in my in my eyes, anyway. It's like we kind of mentioned earlier about how, you know, when you travel, you're kind of seeking things to look at, to take photos of. But an experience like this is something that's so different and something so beautiful that you've brought from Japan to New York、yeah. just to share with so many other, not just New Yorkers, tourists who come to visit.、Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. But I have to say, I have my own interpretation of Sayori just through my research, through our conversations.、Mm-hmm. But as someone who's been teaching, This amazing philosophy through the weave. If you could describe Sayori、uh, in one word, what would it be? Zen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's, so true. It's accurate. It's I, mean, accurate. Like, I mean, what was I expecting? <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was so perfect. It、really. is. Honestly, that's the best way to honestly end our episode is to explain Zen weaving. Zen. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Yukako, for sharing this amazing story with us today.、Yes. Shannon, Christine, thank you for sharing your experience as well. Of course. I'm looking forward to seeing you and the audience at the Weaving Dojo in New York. Yes. Your weaving experience will be life changing. I can't wait. Thank you again for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being、thank、on, Yukako. You. You're such a treat. And for anyone who wants to find、uh, where both of her studios are, check out on our website, The Vogel Twin. We're going to link all of her information so you guys can check out where you can go visit the studio、mm-hmm. and honestly check out all her socials. Give、yes. her a great follow. Loop of the Loom. Yes. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.